0: darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again because a vision softly
1: creeping uh, while a very very sad creeping. and somber cleared for takeoff today we want to welcome you day. once again to jet fuel the jets discord podcast as always i am your funeral host today joe rivera Along with me, as always, is my astute, educational, extremely handsome co-host. He is Robert Salas' personal hairstylist, none other than Matt Solard, aka King Sliz. Sliz, you have a eulogy. You want to? You want to say hi? You know, go ahead. Go ahead. Let the people. Hey, I, I
0: have a uh, a very well known quote that I think is fitting for the occasion. They are who we thought they were <laughs> and we let them off the hook, Joe, we let them off the hook in so many ways.
1: Oh man. Rest in peace, Denny green. Number one, uh, number two, Sliz. So I I'm I, I don't want to, let's start with the runway rundown. Cause we got a lot to get to in this episode. You know, I don't want to be too doomer here, right? The game that I watched on Sunday was a game that I've seen the jets lose a million times to the Patriots that, they, it, it's not one colossal breakdown of any one unit. It's not a matter of one. I mean, Zach was awful. We know this. We'll, we'll talk about Zach a little bit. There's, I think there's a little bit more that goes into his performance. So we'll get to him at the end of this, but it was just a systemic breakdown in three phases of the game. You had miscommunications on defense. You had special teams just looking like baked dog ass. It, it was just, and and obviously off the offense, Zach with the three bonehead turnovers. But again, we'll get to Zach in a little bit. I mean, when you play the Patriots, Liz, it's even, even when they're in this state, when they're not good. And the Jets, I think, are demonstrably better than they are. I think that they have a better roster. I think that they're much more talented right now. But Bill Belichick, when you play him in, in division games, you almost have to play a perfect game like he is going to give you opportunities to beat yourself and that's exactly what i saw on sunday and it sucks cuz this was a game that you had to make a statement but uh, so i'm going to i'm going to ask you to talk me off the ledge but first get, get, what are some of your thoughts on this past sunday's game the week 8 game and, and and where do the jets go from here
0: yeah i think first it it just really sucks in in the manner in which it, it played out right where you're going through that first quarter and a half of football and you're like, like I was feeling good, man. Right. I was feeling really good after right. that first quarter and a half, and then you know you you get into the two minute drill at the end of the half and things start falling apart on multiple levels. And and you said it right. We we've won a lot of games here recently off the back of defense, excellent, excellent special teams. Special right? teams we, have
1: been really good this year, man.
0: And, and then on the back of a good run game and, and certainly losing two studs and, and Vera Tucker and Brees who'd been playing at a, at a great level uh, getting injured last week. And then losing Corey Davis too has been um, right. Zach's go-to guy been uh, our best wide receiver. I'll say most consistent wide receiver. I think Garrett's been better, but you lose kind of three key pieces there, right? All on the same side of the ball. Um, especially with AVT at a, at a spot where we've been super thin at, mm. at being at tackle. And, and you saw some of that, you know, play out, right? We, we made the trade for James Robinson, really got nothing out of the run game the, the whole the whole day. And, and Bill Belichick, he, he makes you kind of play the game that you don't want to play. He makes you play a little bit with an arm tied behind your back. You know, we've beaten teams with a heavy run game. With a quick, short passing game, and they they jammed up on our receivers. They played a lot in the box, and they challenged us to to beat them in the intermediate and deep, and and early we did that, and mm-hmm. and we have flashes of doing that for good parts of the game, um, but it wasn't consistent enough. And and you know you have a note in here. It feels like the team took a step back together, and I know a lot of folks are are have. You know Zach Wilson headbands on spikes right now. Right. I know a lot of folks <laughs> maybe took his comments that he's not shouldering all the blame the wrong way in, in the post game presser or um, or maybe getting getting at him for some of his responses to like a Connor Hughes trying you know pulling up stats and all that. but it's like this really was and and yes, Zach did not do well. Zach had some of the worst turnovers you'll ever see. Zach did not step up to the occasion in the second half when he, he had it in a very winnable game, but there were so many plays left on the field by all three units. It It's, you know, Zach dominates the conversation from cause he's the quarterback, but it really was a step back by all three units except all with the exception of Quinn and Williams in the cornerback room. Of course right. they were exceptional, but up the middle in general on defense, and especially in the second and third levels in the middle at safety and linebacker, one of the worst games we've had all of season. And, and especially to just everything on offense and, and most everything on special teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much baked into this game. So it's number one, we knew heading into this game, Something that Bill Belichick always does, he's always going to attack your weakness, right? And offensively, we know Mac is not that good, but we knew we know that they had Ramaj Stevenson, who's been very good this year, and they had the tight ends that were gonna torture our linebackers, right? Regardless of how you feel about Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, it played perfectly into our weaknesses, right? CJ Mosley is just this dude, stick a fork in a man, he's done. This guy's cooked like. I know he had a good performance. One of one of the recent games, like pretty good performance. Not over the over the top, but it's apparent he's not built for twenty twenty two NFL.
0: Hey, we we need CC Rich Cimini. We need to stop using tackles as stats for judging right. linebacker play because he had him on it, his stock up kind of post game tweet. It's like, dude, did you even watch the game, man? Like, there are so <laughs> many plays where they. They dump it off, and it's like, oh, CJ should close on that and get. And, and he doesn't. And he's slow. And he doesn't. He doesn't even like. He, he doesn't even try the angle. He just like immediately goes to like the secondary angle, giving up a free four to five yards and, and relinquishing the, the the third down conversion to a first down. It's like, dude, right. it's it's brutal. Right. Absolutely brutal.
1: Right. It's it's tough to watch, Liz. So let's let's break it down piece by piece. Because I, I think we all we all know what we saw and I want to save the Zach conversation for last before we move into other things because we have a lot of so we have the Jets fan therapy couch today, which we're gonna get to, lots of people voicing their opinions on what happened. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's start with special teams. I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, okay, this this game is doomed to start. This is doomed from the start. But when Braxton Barrios takes that kickoff out of the end zone to start the game and he's immediately tackled, I said to myself, it's gonna be one of those games. And then Braden Mann shanks that punt. And I said to myself, it's going to be one of those games. And it's just uncharacteristic. And then then we missed
0: the field goal. And we missed the field
1: goal. (laughs) Right. And and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is just like, it's very uncharacteristic because special teams, like everybody glosses over special teams until they matter. Right. Mm -hmm. And Braden Mann outside of his, his first, the the first week where he looked bad. And then they said he had a back injury, and whatever happened. He's been very good since then. Uh, he was not good in this game. Uh, Greg Zerlon misses a kick, but he's been good all year. the The punt return for the punt return that they had that they had it excellently scouted, and they and they opened up the lane. And if man's not there to make the tackle, they take up they take up the punt for the touch. It's it, it's top it, to bottom, bro. It was just bad.
0: You you had your number one juice guy on this roster, and Justin Hardy get pancaked on that yep. punt return like i have never seen a dude get pancaked yep. on a punt return man at the point of attack just lifted off the ground and on his back if, yep. if, if that wasn't a summation of just how special teams went for us uh, on the day like it, it's it's tough and 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 i i think a common theme right and and there's a question later on kind of that touches on this, but so many of these things, they seem insignificant, but they, they all domino. They all domino to each other. Three points here, missing three points there, um, allowing new England to get an easy three points here and there. It all adds up in a game that coming down the stretch was still very, very close, right? right? It was still close and winnable for really the entirety of this game. And so, when, when and, and by the way, and, and I know we're not talking Zach, but Zach didn't even look like the worst quarterback on the field. And, and I'm, I'm, I have no shame in saying that Um new England really did not do a, like they were not putting the pressure on us really on, on defense or on offense it, in, in they just played soundly and took what was there and let us, have to execute our game and, and we didn't and mm-hmm. kind of special teams we just talked through everything that we screwed up on special teams right that, that's that's phase one we we got a fat l in phase one right so
1: special teams you know is bad all game and the kick the bad kickoff returns the man slipped the braid man slips on that's that you know quote-unquote squib, squib kick he slipped you saw him and he lost his footing it was bad ugly so we get to the defense liz and Six sacks on the day. They were getting after it, but kind of hidden in there is that the Patriots had a number of long, drawn out drives. Just this defense could not get off the field on third down. And that's not been a problem for them since the early weeks of the season. Right. And when you're, we'll get to John Franklin Myers and his boneheadedness, but. The whole concept of keeping of rotating guys in and out is to keep them fresh, right? But it doesn't matter how much you rotate them and keep them fresh when this offense is going on eight nine minute drives, right and 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 at that you sorry too yeah, right. And they're not letting these guys sub out either it it was and and listen, I know that they held them only to one touchdown and they got five field goals out of folk on the day. like, can this guy miss a kick, please? But like, unbelievable. but the this defense, like, Again, I don't I think they mostly played well to hold them to the field goals when they needed to hold them. But it's just like it, it was scary to see them revert back into, well, we can't get off the field on third down. A lot of that was the linebackers.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's tough too, because you look, especially with the Devontae Parker injury early, it's like we clearly out talented, outmatched them, like our defensive talent against their offensive talent. Yep. We, we, Outmatched them up front. We outmatched them out wide. The only spot that they had an advantage was in the intermediate on our linebackers, and we could not stop it. And like you said, like it's hard to overly critique this defense when there is a lot of bend but don't break. They did limit especially short field opportunities that that we gave the opposing team and, and either didn't even give up a field goal or prevented seven right but then you see we get them down like the situational football and defense we we had a lot of situational football losses we we talked about a lot of third downs they had a 15 play drive in that first half oh my we we're God. down time of possession eight minutes after the first half with with a similar amount of drives and, right. and they had another later 10 10 play drive right and a three play 70 yard drive right. so they had they had their drives and and you point to a lot of those third downs where hey we get I, I think the first the first drive of the game we got a a first or second down sack they're they're in a hole and we let them convert and then it's they keep moving the ball right and uh, even if they only get a field goal it's like man, that, sh- that drive should have been over, right? right? So that's where some of the disappointment comes there. And then you look at, like, the, the Jacoby Myers touchdown, and I- there's an- a number of officiating things we can point to this game. But those aside, you see we we – critical fourth and one near the goal line. If you get a stop here, it's absolutely massive, right? You see C.J. Mosley jumping up and down yelling – we right. don't have our guys lined up like you either got to take a timeout. You got to get over the, like, you cannot be out of position there. And then we, we give up, like you see him jumping up and down and you just see it playing out in real mm-hmm. time where it's like, Oh, that guy's wide open. Clearly the quarterback sees it. That's where the play is designed to go. He checks it off and touchdown. Right. So it's like just all these situational things. And and if, if none other highlighted by the CJ Mosley like dropped gimme interception which talking dominoes that takes three off the board right there right right? that keeps it at a one quote you know quote a manageable game one one to two score game where you're really not having to really press late in the game right um you're talking you alluded to it earlier the john franklin myers hit let's Late let's hit. talk about
1: this for a second sliz let's just uh, this is i don't say soj on this podcast we shouldn't say that right but i listen and i'm gonna go on record and say this and i'm throwing i'm gonna throw i'm gonna sling arrows sling rocks here and, and shoot arrows whatever you saying is there is nobody more out of touch with a bigger platform to the jets fans and joe beningo right i i this guy is over the hill i'm tired of listening to his takes one second he's screaming for Mike White. One second he's screaming for Zach Wilson. One second he wants Robert Sala fired. One second he, he he praises this guy as the best coach they've ever had. Like I'm just tired of it. Right. But there is one thing I agree with him. And this is this is like the 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 juju. This is the the voodoo stuff, the stuff that the superstitions. The second that JFM that flag goes up and you're seeing Michael Carter take it back and that flag goes up, I said, this game is over. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I'm like, and and you hate thinking like that. And he gets that stupid, 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 stupid roughing the passer penalty. And it's a you count the touchdown after the half. It's a 17 point swing. It's a 17 point swing. Right. Awful. This is the kind of stuff that kills you, man. It's just like it kills you. And listen, two things can be true. And I tweeted this when the game was happening. The rule can be stupid, which I think the rule is stupid. I'm fine with protecting quarterbacks, but it's gone way to one direction, right? If a defender is w- within a step of a passer and he's winding up to throw and he hits him anyway, like, I don't know what he's supposed to do there. And JFM didn't, he, he let up, he didn't bring him down to the ground. He threw his shoulder into like, what is he supposed to do, right? But that's the rule. And the second thing is he needs to know the rule and he needs to know better. And this is the second time the, it's happened yeah, this year. It's not the first time. It's the second time it's happened this year. And I don't know if it's. I saw people calling it selfish. I don't. I don't buy that it's selfish. I buy that it's just brain dead. It's just stupid.
0: Yeah, a- another common theme, right? I, right. Like, I don't know, ego and selfish. A lot of that's being thrown out. Guy, that's not it, man. No, it's not, it's not it. It's just. Not it's it. just. It's poor. Poor timing. Poor situational football. It's trying to to get rattle the QB. Get a hit on the QB. And it's unfortunate that it erases an, an absolutely abysmal throw by Mac right. Jones. Right. Absolutely a, wor, worse than the throw Zach made. I will right. say that. I, I I am comfortable in saying that. Worst throw of the game was that pick six. And we just, he, he got away scot-free. Like you said, mm-hmm. it takes seven off the board from us. They get the three from the field goal because after that after that throw, they had zero confidence in Mac Jones, right. man. They they ran the ball three times and kicked the field goal, said, Let's get right. in the half only down four. Right. And then, yeah, we then then just in that deflating domino fashion, we give up that absolutely abysmal three right. or four play drive to open the half. And that's like, here we go again, man. Right. Here, like just right. all the wind sucked out of you. Right.
1: It's it's terrible, man. And like it's been so uncharacteristic of uncharacteristic of this team because they've not to say that they've been perfect or they've played perfectly over the la- over their winning streak. It's a matter of they're making these mental mistakes that we weren't seeing the miscommunication, the, the, the dumb penalty. And listen, the one on CJ Mosley too, that shouldn't have been a penalty because you, you cannot protect Mac Jones as a runner. And he was fishing for those flags, man. Because there was the other hit later in the game where he's standing on the sideline waiting for the hit, trying to draw the personal personal foul line. And it, thank God they didn't give him that. But oh,
0: yeah. I do
1: want to get on my soap, soapbox for a second and say this. There is no reason, and I don't understand this logic, that a roughing the passer call should negate the interception. That doesn't make sense to me to be honest, because it happens after the interception, right? It happens after he throws the ball.
0: Right. So I, I, I agree.
1: I don't understand. Like, I understand that the NFL is very, very offensive tilt, offensively tilted now, but that's one of those rule rule. That doesn't make sense. Like defensive holding should not be an automatic first down. Like I don't, whatever. Anyway, that's, that's an entirely different conversation for a different day. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about the rest because the de- the jets did it to themselves this game. And I mentioned JFM's brain-dead penalty. As we continue this, this Doomer train, this negative train, Zach Wilson, man, what the hell are you thinking? And I want to say this, list before we talk about his tape, because I'm, I mentioned this to you. I'm a psychopath, and I rewatched this game at least six times. I am no longer trying to convince anyone that Zach Wilson is the guy. Until he doesn't suck, he does period. And we can point to his tape and we can point to saying, Oh, well he didn't play as bad on first look. And I hate to be results oriented because I think results oriented analysis is stupid, but those three interceptions, I mean, the first one you want to talk about it, whatever the other two inexcusable cannot happen, period. I can understand them. I can see, I can, I can understand what he's trying to do. That doesn't make it any less stupid. Right. And well, let's 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 have a conversation about Zach's Sliz And I say all that, and then I'm going to say this: rewatching his game, not as bad as people thought. And I know that we're in lockstep here, in regards to his game. What did you see from Zach?
0: It it's weird. I I think I made the the phrase or er, er, <laughs> I shared with you the thought: this is Zach's best game as a pro and his worst game. Yep. Where a lot of the like a lot of the things we've critiqued him on over the past year and a half of intermediate and short yardage accuracy, hitting guys on the numbers, mm-hmm. attacking downfield accurately. He did a lot of that. Yes, and you saw did. a lot of that <laughs> and, and like that throw to Garrett Wilson, that bomb, w- mm-hmm. was beautiful. On the right? mark. The the seam pass to Tyler Conklin on the both, money, both touchdowns to Tyler Conklin, absolutely beautiful, and and I'll, I'll walk through the interceptions one by one here in a second. The really really worrying thing right now is Zach Wilson is well there. There's twofold. the The biggest thing is this dude. It, you're seeing, and I don't want to say Sam Darnold because it's not the same. No, but you're seeing that same pocket skittishness that you saw where it's like Zach does not trust what's happening around him at all. And he's bailing way too often on clean pockets. He's bailing like backwards, 15 yards way too often. Yep. um, and, and, the, and he's leaving opportunities on the field as a result by not either hanging in there or stepping through. And, and there is one play and I, I wish I remembered what play it was. There's one play where, Matt Judon's coming around the edge from his right side, unblocked, but we have a pole blocker, either a guard or a tight end. And, and the blocker, like, absolutely, they, they chop him and, and takes Judon out of the play entirely. You see Zach look at that, like he's watching that rush because he felt the free rusher and immediately bails instead of sticking in there and keeping his eyes downfield. And you know we've had a lot of unfortunate roughing the passer penalties and those sorts of things, and we're not ever going to get those as a as mm-hmm. a Jets team if Sadly. this dude never stays in the pocket, right? And and you're seeing, I I think it was Jabril Peppers, which like, man, Jabril Peppers ticked me off, and I'm glad they flagged <laughs> him on the the second the late hit out of bounds because he was yeah. clearly just like head hunting, right, trying yeah. to impose physicality. But he, he made the statement, you know, we got into the rhythm where if we shut down his first read, we felt like he panicked and we could take advantage. And Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of that. And, and I'll say the offensive line was not good, Mm -hmm. but there were times where the offensive line gave him as clean a pocket as he's had all year. And you saw that on some of the early plays where he was, he was delivering, he was connecting in rhythm, but it, where you're looking at Zach Wilson and what this guy needs to fix right now, it's the pocket. And and it's a hard thing to fix because so, so much of that's mental. And it it's something that we've seen as Jets fans. Once it starts decaying, once they, that you start down that slope of, of, Hey, I don't trust anything around me. And then it just starts getting ugly. And yeah, it's just not good. So I guess, when, I guess that's the biggest thing. What's your thought on that?
1: When you have Ogbog to your right and, and the corpse of Dwayne Brown to your left, I understand it, right? I really do. And I, I do think when you see his back foot hit on his drop, right? More often than not, you see guys coming through, right? I, that, that's at least what I saw. Now, that said, the ball should be out or he should be in his motion the second that his back foot hits, which is what you didn't see. I, I don't want to say I'm worried, right? Because I do want to give him more patience. I know I said the tweet out and in, in, never tweet out of emotion, folks. I sent the tweet out saying that here lies the Zach Wilson era, you know, April 29 to 2021 to October thirtieth, twenty of 2022. In fairness, I don't think I'm there yet, but until he doesn't suck, he sucks. And listen, we saw throws. Which, which
0: is true of all young QBs, right. by the way. Right. It really but is. <laughs> we
1: saw throws like, listen, this dude, go back and watch the hashtag watch the tape, right? We love hashtag watch the tape. Go back and watch the tape, man. It's not as bad as you'd think. He's throwing lasers, man. The the throws out to his right, he threw one to Garrett Wilson. He threw one to Tyler Conklin, I'm pretty sure. Both on his right side were on the money. The first throw that he was hiding to, to, to Conklin, he was trying to layer the throw over the defender and just missed him, but I think Conklin kind of alligator arms it because the defender is bearing down on him for a hit. So I think he sees that and he lets up because I don't think it was that bad of a throw. There were some throws that he missed short because he's throwing off his back foot. There was one that I didn't see originally that was tipped by Judon, throw to the right. It was to to Robinson that he just missed, but it was tipped. Overall, there were more good throws from him in this game than bad throws. His problem is he needs to learn how to quit on a play. Because the scramble stuff, the evasiveness is fine. The escapability is good. But if it's leading to throwing up prayer balls, like the third interception that we saw, then dude, just take it and run, throw it out of bounds, anything but that. Please, God, just stop. It's it's very simple stuff. It's just stop. Uh, going to cry.
0: Uh, and I'm while, while I'm thinking about it, because you mentioned the tip balls, I do those don't really show up on the stat sheet. Right. right where those show as oh and three on completions mm-hmm. those tip balls were all brutal man like so brutal and all over over our right tackle yeah where like well i know you mentioned the one on james robinson there was one on the the, the one and 18 from like our 10 yard line where we have a nice guy in the flat you're hoping to get get some of that yardage back and he would have tipped you know, okay, second and 18 from your ten, 10 yard line. The drive, the drive's done. Right. And then you had a third down conversion, rare target that won't show up on the sap sheet to <laughs> Elijah Moore, where open would have been a conversion, move the sticks, bad down line of scrimmage. Right. So th- those ones are killer, and, and none none of those were on Zach. Like it's not right. like he he was Mac Jones throwing into his O lineman's helmet and right. CJ Mosley dropping a gimme. Right. Oh, like that, that's your your tackle needs to be engaged there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they need to keep their eyes down, hands down a- right. and punish them when they're, they're getting up to block to tip those. Right. But so on the, on the exact plays, right. So the first one is very, very similar to that miss to CJ Uzama from a week or two ago where he sees the, the pressure coming from his right. And instead he he's at the tip of his drop. And because he sees the pressure instead of just stepping forward and delivering, cause he has time to do that he continues to float back and tries to just like lay right. it in there and miss misses it, throws high throws wide right in the arms of the defender. Right. So that one, that one's worrying and that it's a trend. It's a, a right. pressure trend, but it it's one of those interceptions that happens, right? It's, it's one where you can watch it. Okay. I need to step in and, and you worry about it because it's a trend with pressure, but you can excuse it in, in a gen in a general view. Right. Okay. The second one is by far by far the worst one, and, and you alluded to it. Like every single one of these these plays where he escapes a sack, he gets out of the pocket, phenomenal. And I get he wants to make plays, but dude, you gotta you gotta live like that one. It's either you gotta chuck it to Mims on on the deep shot read, right? People were complaining we didn't we didn't draw up deep. We did draw up deep shots, just because the ball doesn't get thrown deep doesn't mean that the play wasn't designed to go deep. And it's not all in the quarterback. But that's one. It's like okay, it's a tight window. Do you try to go chuck it, or because it's first down, second down? You live to to fight another down, You either scramble, get your one to two yards, or you throw it out of bounds, right? This kind of in-between trying to make a play, but, oh, it's too late. Now I got a a guy in my face. I'm on my back foot. I got to get it out. Like, that one, by far, the most inexcusable play and a more difficult interception than C.J. Mosley should have had, by the way, (laughs) right? Stuff like that looks bad when they don't drop it. <laughs> huh. It's still bad when they don't when they when they do drop it, but it looks extra bad when they don't drop it.
1: I just want to say he was in bounds too. I know that there was some question of whether or not he was in ba- he was he was definitely in bounds.
0: yeah It was close on, but he was Shame on CBS for not giving us like a real camera angle on that too cuz huh. like they and I I I heard oh why didn't we throw a challenge flag? Like they they stopped the game to review it. Like they had yeah. a booth booth review. There's no reason to throw a challenge flag there. I, I agree he was in bounds. It was mm-hmm. close, but he it was, was close, in but he was in. Yeah. And then the the third one, the third interception for me is tough. And I think people are making a lot of Zach Wilson's comments. And and I I, I don't think his comments are, are wrong. And, and you need to think about the context of the game here. So the Jets are down two scores, down nine points with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. We're near midfield and it's third down. If we throw the ball out of bounds like people wanted them to, we're punting because it's third and because it would have been fourth and long at midfield. We're punting. And with the way the defense had been playing, like you put some confidence in your defense, but also we're giving up five yards per carry, they are burning a ton of clock, right? Game might, if they get three, the game's over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So from Zach's point of view, it's, I don't want to punt here. It's third down. We need, we need at least three. I don't have anything, but I'm taking a YOLO shot downfield. So it's like, you understand the thinking, terrible throw, terrible decision, but it's like, you kind of get it. It's, it's, a, it's the, the seven minute equivalent of a hail Mary. Mm-hmm. um so still not excusing the throw but i think people are making way too much of the co- of the comments where it's like this is clearly what was going through his mind when he made that throw and and you saw the next drive right where um there were three plays in a row where he had to th- he he got pressured flushed out and immediately just chucked it out of bounds yep. right mm-hmm. like clearly it's in with them that okay i just need to throw it out of bounds so yeah. you hope that moves forward um, I, I mentioned the domino effect. Right. So there between our missed field goal and the CJ Mosley dropped interception that allowed um, allowed New England to get three. Right. That takes if you remove one of those or get, either give us three or take away three. That changes that whole dynamic. He's probably okay punting then in that situation, right? And, and and this is the second concern I have with Zach. And and I know Robbie Sabos pointed it out where he has this switch and, and people are saying it's it's not ego, it's not arrogance. Like he he playing from behind or he he wants to make plays. It's not because he's air. It's not like Aaron Rodgers' arrogance, where it's like I think I can fit it in a tight window, and and he can, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's we. My team needs me to make a play here, and we need to make a play in order to stay in this game. So I'm going to try to make a play, even if it's not there, right? Um, and and we've seen that, and and I just wanted to point that out because it is so much the domino effect of these maybe insignificant or or seemingly insignificant on a grand scale like oh it's just 3 points like that that doesn't make a huge difference it makes a difference when you have a young quarterback like this and he's navigating through this and right. and you saw that a lot a lot last year when we'd go down seven, nothing on the first drive. Then we'd go three and out. Then we're down 10, nothing or 14, nothing. And then Zach throws a bad pick trying to make something happen because if we go down 17, nothing or 21, nothing, the game's over. Right. Right. And and it it snowballs and us playing good defense, especially the past couple weeks has allowed him to not have to do that. But and that's something where he absolutely needs to grow, right? He cannot be this for his career. He he's not going to have a long career, quite frankly. Right. But it it all feeds into each other, man.
1: It's it's tough because you see him, like we said, it's for me this was his most frustrating game, the most frustrating game of his to watch because he makes that throw to Conklin up the seam. He makes those throws to the to the right side on the money. They're not short. He's starting to hit the the short stuff more consistently. The first play of the game is brutal because it's a scripted play and he throws it out to the flat when he had Garrett Wilson on the slant and he could fit it in. Like It's just like, it's stuff like that, man. I'm concerned. It's concerning stuff. Uh, we'll talk we'll, when we get to the therapy couch because now I feel like I need it. But uh, it's just you see him make those throws. And the one other throw that sticks out to me is eight minutes left in the game and he makes that throw to Conklin up the middle in the end zone. Fine decision. Conklin was open. And people are killing him because he missed that throw. But he tripped on on Dwayne Brown's foot when he's trying to step, ironically, when he's trying to step up and make that throw. And he's trying to move up and make it. But he trips on Brown's foot, which is why he has that weird hop step throw. Which is like, give me a break, man. Like an inch to the right, two inches to the right. He doesn't trip on his foot. And that, that he probably makes that throw. And I believe that the Jets win that game after that point. They would still oh, yeah. be down. But I get a feeling that they win that game. So...
0: Hey, uh, it's domino effect. If CJ Mosley catches that and you take three off the board, we can kick a field goal there too. Right? We don't have yeah. to go for seven. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean it's there's so much to it, man. And there's things that we'll never know. I pointed this out to Ank yesterday. I, I wanted his opinion, but on I forget it was the second or the third interception. But CJ's out and he's out on the right side and he's blocking Matthew Judon. And it feels like one of those by like a block and release where then he runs into a flat and Zach's on a bootleg running out. But by the time Zach gets to CJ's level, he's still engaged with Judon. And he's in his block for like another two seconds, like legit two seconds. So Zach even looks back at CJ to see if he's still in his block and he is. So then you're asking Zach to make a throw back to CJ, but instead he throws the interception. And I'm like, it's listen, I don't know if that's execution stuff. I don't know if that's playbook stuff, but you watch things like that and I'm like, it's not on Zach. It's not always on Zach, right? I'm not again, I want to make it exorbitantly clear that I'm not trying to excuse him. I'm not trying to defend him because there were throws that he made in this game that were neither, they, they were just inexcusable, right? But there was certainly a disconnect with the offense. The other thing that can't be overstated, Corey Davis was out in this game and he has the most chemistry, the most trust in Corey Davis out of any of these receivers. And it's a good thing. I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it was partially a good thing that Davis was out because he was forced to throw to Garrett Wilson and make plays with Garrett Wilson. So it's like, dude, and you we can played, throw to-
0: <laughs> and we played Garrett outside too.
1: Right. Right. So it's just like, it was just so frustrating again. Let's put it right. We're almost 40 minutes into this pot already. And, <laughs> it's just been all aboard the doom train choo choo right it's just it's tough man it was just tough to watch on a positive note on a positive note quinn and williams still good quinn and williams will be an all pro you heard it here first he's just this guy is otherworldly man yeah. he's so good he's phenomenal the way, the way that he bullied cole strange on on one of this like oh my god he's he's finally he's having the season that we we've been waiting for him to have
0: and it's not just like a hey, he's getting sacks, he's getting pressures. He is like making plays every game, right? right? Like like that sack ended a drive. He's had sacks in other games, force forces of pressure causes an interception, right? Last week, right. Think, things of that. Like he is making plays, man. Right. Absolutely making plays, and it's phenomenal,
1: right? So let's, let's touch on the, uh, let's touch on the trade deadline because that came and went today. Goodbye, Jacob Martin. We hardly knew you. Um, again, we, a move that didn't make sense really at the time, like it was a cheap deal, good rotational piece. I, I, I kind of rationalized it in my head that they didn't know, or they didn't think that they were going to get an edge rusher in the first round. They were unsure if JJ was going to be there. So it's kind of to ensure against that happening. And again, with Vinnie Curry, if like Vinnie Curry doesn't get back to speed and he doesn't, and they threw Vinnie Curry a bone, whatever. But if Vinnie Curry doesn't get up to speed, then you're, again, you have insurance there. But to get rid of Martin, I'm fine with it. Like it's very much a move that, whatever, like it doesn't mean anything to me ultimately either way.
0: Yeah. We, we had to thin out that room, right? Especially yep. with JJ getting healthy. So it's right. like, okay, you, you're either cutting someone or you're moving someone. So you get some return for for a player that, when we signed him, felt a little weird, felt redundant with Huff. Certainly, once you get Curry, right. Jermaine, and Clemens in the room, it's like, all right, right. there are way too many bodies. Um, all in all, it's good that we kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. We didn't double down on it. We didn't just stick with it. Right. You move on we're not any worse for it we're probably right. better cuz we're giving the younger guys reps and we we get we get a little compensation so nothing that moves the needle but.
1: right we were we were pretty high on trading for a tackle right but the truth is and Slaz so you told me this before in our in our pre-show meeting uh good tackles don't get traded right it just especially in season it just every, doesn't happen
0: every team in the NFL has issues with their offensive line every team has either starters hurt or terrible depth or depth hurt. Every right. single team, right? A Trent Williams getting moved is an exception. And that's because the organization absolutely just turned them well, we'll off die, we'll with, with how right. they, they handled medical issues, right? right? That is an absolute exception. I know there are Tunsil rumors. I also told you last week I didn't buy the Tunsil trade rumors. Any Any hope of a Conklin – Uh, A Jack Conklin trade probably went out the window when they absolutely slapped Cincinnati on Monday night. And now they they have a path to the playoffs, right? Especially with with Deshaun Watson coming in in the back half of the season. So it's like those were maybe your two options. I never thought one was a possibility. The other one got taken off the table. If you look, there were no offensive line traded. It's not like there is a deal that was made that Joe was penny pinching on. Right, and of the guys that did get traded, outside of maybe a Roquan Smith, who, who economically, I don't think would have been a good choice for this team. Yep. there's not really anyone out there that got moved that we should have been in on.
1: Yeah, especially like the Bradley Chubb rumors that never made sense. And, yeah. and they're talking about like the first round. Pick. And I know Samini came out and he he reported, you know, he said the Jets had no interest, which is fine. The funny thing to me is before, before we move on, it's very funny to me. All of a sudden, Brad, Bradley Chubb is like this all-world edge rusher. It's 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 so funny seeing these players overrated at the NFL trade deadline. Like Naheem Hines is going to be the difference for the Buffalo Bills now. Like he's a good player, he's a solid player, but like what what is who is Naheem who is Naheem Hines right at the end of the day? So uh, Bradley Chubb, good player, not not a great player, not not a, a, a franchise, not a defensive line-changing player. He's going to fit well with the Dolphins. Especially opposite of Jalen Phillips, who has a really, really good. Uh, he has 32 pressures this year, I think. And Bradley Chubb has, he has 26. Carl Lawson has 24. Quinnen Williams is 32, by the way. So um, I think we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good on the line.
0: Yeah, and and you know it does it does stink seeing division rivals, especially like a Buffalo who we still have to play twice, and Miami who we have to play in the season finale potentially for a playoff spot. It, it does stink seeing them get better, right <laughs> where both teams added a running back, both teams at or and then obviously the big Bradley Chev move by by Miami that you're just talking about. So that does suck but the silver lining, there's a couple of them. a, just pretend like we made the James Robinson trade this week and, and there <laughs> there's your acquisition and by the way, <laughs> At his current pace, it will only cost a six-round pick, which is good or bad, depending on how you want to take that. So, a super silver lining. It's hard to see a world where Miami can – not that I think Lamar or Jackson is going to be available next year. I really don't. I think they work it out. But between getting fine Miami, Miami getting fine their own first-round pick and now trading the second first-round pick they had via yep. San Francisco and, and having to – probably extend and pay Bradley Chubb. There is no path for them in my mind to get Lamar Jackson, which yep. I I was legitimately worried about them somehow swinging a deal for Lamar Jackson and, and him absolutely balling out. They have the, the Florida appeal helped win them Tyreek. Um, so silver lining hopefully stays out of the division because that, that would have been probably his top destination if, if he had a say on where to go.
1: Speaking of tops, uh, this week's top gun, Sliz, as we bring it back to the positive a little bit, you picked Tyler Conklin. Hard to hard to argue with Tyler Conklin this week. He was really, really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and certainly there's a number of guys I think you could look at a sauce gardener. We we touched on Quinn and Williams, but like this is what I think we all expected out of the tight end group this year and, and yep. Yuzama had a, a big catch and run too. Right. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Conklin two awesome grabs in, in the route on that second touchdown. I, I know Nania highlighted it. That route on the second touchdown was absolutely filthy, yep. absolutely filthy. And it, it was, I, I think I got touched, got asked on our last therapy session or maybe the Slig segment, like what would you change on offense? And I said, Hey, get me a tight end up the seam. We saw that, man, yep. and it looked good. It that looked throw,
1: good. That, listen, that throw to Conklin up the seam was pure sex, man. I'm sorry. It, that, was, that was a nice, nice throw. And Wilson, listen, Wilson has a chemistry with him now, which is good. It's good to see. Hopefully that that continues to, to develop the rest of the season.
0: It, it felt like Tyler Conklin was Zach Wilson's Corey Davis this week. And that, yeah. like, if you, if you look at some of those interceptions or bad throws, it was usually, like, Hey, Tyler Conklin's down there somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it to him. I'm gonna try to wedge it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hope he spreads it out, balances, but also that, that was part of the playbook, right? I don't. I I know there's been criticisms of play. There's the the offense coordinator and CV, CBS like chill with the milf cam like we don't need like four four michael fleur booth shots every single game like like it's it's gotten I'm out of control can, man it's got, it has gotten out of control we haven't seen a single coordinator for another team in like <laughs> the entire season we see michael fleur three times every game I, but, don't, I
1: don't know if i can put milf in the headline for this uh for the title for this episode but that's definitely going in there we're gonna try if we get banned I'm, if we get canceled. It's fine. It's it's been worth it. CBS, chill with the milf can.
0: Anyway, like, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, offensive coordinators, public enemy number one. But like, yeah. in the chess match, right? Like his play calling attacked. Like it, like you knew Bell Belichick was going to take away the short game. We had good play calls for the intermediate mm-hmm. and deep game, right? We we adjusted well. We right. weren't trying to play the short pass game and just having no success because that's what they were defending. We just didn't execute on it, so um, I guess uh, shout out Michael Floor because he he gets hated on all the time for
1: he's he's a good offensive coordinator. I think my my biggest issue with the floor is sometimes in short down and distance situations, the second and two, a third and two, like you just need two yards. This offensive line, I know that the uh, the running game wasn't working great, but I think you can bully your way to two yards in those spots, especially with the Michael Carter who never gets goes down in the first tackle. Right. But
0: yeah.
1: uh, that's another again, that's another topic for another day. So Jets Discord, I want you to step into my office. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the podcast. And this is the Jets fan therapy couch. Now, so I want you to read these. Let's see if we can get through as many as we can. There's there's a lot, a lot, a lot that people will need to get through this week. Uh, I hope I give some advice, but you can go ahead and read our first one here.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna uh, summarize some of these because there's some uh, ver- <laughs> verbose questions here.
1: NRA, NRA wrote an essay here,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not great yeah. in
1: this for you, bro. I'm sorry, but anyway. Yeah. God,
0: so. Um. So, there there's a concern the fan base is being way too toxic around Zach Wilson and being overly reactionary. He's four and one since he returned. Um, calling for a new QB immediately is is overly over the line. Choosing to throw the ball away. Basically the interceptions he made are very fixable issues. What's your thoughts there?
1: Is it fixable? Yes. Will it happen? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I wish I could give an answer one way or the other. I think to his first point, I do think the fan base is being just a little toxic with Zach. I I do think it's, it's weird because like, he's a guy that now you're just throwing out his last four games. Listen, I know I understand the Broncos game is rough. The Packers game was rough, but Miami game he was good. Pittsburgh game he led you to a win. It's just weird to me that all of a sudden we're we're just erasing all of that because he had one game. Listen, it was a bad game. Not not denying that, but it, you do need to get. He's going to get the season. Period. He's gonna he's gonna have his opportunities to fix these things. It's a matter of whether or not he does that'll ultimately decide his fate here.
0: Yeah, and, and and maybe it's because we're in the New York market. Maybe it's because we're the jets but man it is times like these and just like the discord around the 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 young quarterbacks this week that's like the media is loves that zach sucks yeah oh yeah and they are digging into it and it's like and you you wouldn't you wouldn't know that field. Justin Fields had probably the the worst three-game QB stretch that I've ever seen in my life to start the season because you would, you would think he's like the next guy right now and he's played well, but it it's just man, it is so weird just how how hard the pendulum swings on Zach when he's playing bad. It right. it, it 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 does make it tough to have like any any meaningful discourse around Zach and like what actually happened and why without without people saying oh you're just coping you're just being a homer it's like yeah we can we can acknowledge things are bad and then discuss why they're bad and also highlight like hey these things were kind of good and right. like obviously these other things were really really bad
1: the most ridiculous thing i think i saw today was i forget who it was that put this graphic up but they put a graphic of of zach wilson for the for the season or zach wilson versus the patriots and then they put a, a graphic of geno smith versus the giants like Dude, Gino hasn't been here in ten years. Like, he he's played for three or four other teams in between there. Like, this is not a Jets problem with Gino Smith. It's just not. It's a it's a matter of he hasn't gotten opportunity, and he also sucked for a long time. Period. He wasn't good. Ah, my God. Anyway, I'm gonna need therapy after this. All right. Next one. Yeah, let's get to Puffy here. (laughs)
0: What what were some of the positive things you saw from Zach against the Pats?
1: I just want to say real quick for Puffy, I really like the big pun profile picture, so shout out to you for that. But some positive things I saw from Zach, we we talked about them. He was accurate for most of the day, man. He was he was hitting guys in the numbers. He was giving receivers ball. He he was giving the receiver balls. He was giving them throws where they could catch him. There was one out route to Zach to uh, Garrett Wilson that he threw a little bit high, but it was a tight window. He threw. Right, right where it needed to be, and Zara, and Garrett came down with it for a first down. Was, I think it was on a third down. One throw that I think people were looking at, like this is disgusting that this happened, was the the Braxton Berrios out route that he threw that should have been flagged for holding, by the way, which was not. But that was one throw; it was a little iffy. But I think overall, outside of you can't you can't take away the interceptions. I'm not, but he looked largely accurate for for stretches of the game. So I'm not I'm not too mad about it.
0: All right. Next one from NRA forever. Eva. (laughs) Um, Is it crazy that I'm not freaking out? Uh, And he says, don't get me wrong. Uh, Should have a little less faith in Zach, but having more faith, especially at this point in the season and Sala and and Joe Douglas, and then looking around the league and just kind of the makeup of the league, it's obvious the Jets are trending in the right direction when there's a lot of teams not not in that camp um with all that said what do you think we do at qb these this offseason if zach shows little to no improvement
1: it's a tough question um if he shows no improvement that's that's very concerning because you're talking about zach being a a number 35 ranked quarterback like you're talking like legit backup right it's not going to be about he's just the worst starting quarterback but to answer NRA's first question, I don't think it's crazy that he's not freaking out because there's still a lot of season left. and the issues that Zach have has are coachable, right? And I look at the Tyler Conklin throw, the first touchdown throw where he was strong in the pocket and he threw a strike, right? So I, I'm not too I'm not at the point that I'm I don't think I'm freaking out. and I don't think anybody should be really freaking out, but I will say, like I said, he's got to prove it to me now. He's got to prove that he could do these things, that he could take coaching, that he can make adjustments and improve week to week because we're at that point that now he's technically in year two because Sunday was his 18th game played. He's got to be better. He has to keep getting better. So I don't think it's unfair to say, no, you're okay for not freaking out because you have to look at the entire body of work the remainder of the season. But at the same time, you have to start asking for him to be better. So... Uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird relationship to have it's a weird dichotomy but we'll we'll see what they do the rest of the season we'll see if Zach can really take the coaching the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I want to add a couple things. One, we're exceeding expectations right now, and it's it's hard to lose sight of that because everyone's expectations totally shifted right. and rightfully so. But we're still ex- exceeding expectations too. I think the Salah and Joe Douglas point is a really good point. Mm-hmm. If this 2022 draft class does not inspire confidence in Joe Douglas, I I don't know what will. And, and, and it being married to the coaching philosophy and you're seeing a lot of these signs, like, like DJ Reed, man. Like, I don't know, I I, I didn't, I thought it was a fine signing. You know, you didn't, he wasn't a household name. You really don't know what to think of it. This dude's been absolutely balling, man. Yeah. Like, We, we, that pairing has done very well. And, and you have to also put this game into context. And and I mentioned it before we lost several of our young key players at pivotal positions on offense all at once. Mm -hmm. It, it, it is hard to adjust to that, man. I know it's the NFL. I know it's next man up. I know I'm the guy that says running backs don't matter. But he was becoming part of that offense to shield and bring along that young QB, right? And it, it's just, it's it's all part of it, and yeah, you hope you you hope he builds and and we figure something out and then go from there. Yep. All right, next one oh uh, on God. the on the extreme. How will this offense operate with a horrible run game, horrible QB, and horrible offensive line? And, and I'll I'll put in something here for George or that he didn't say horrible play caller. Cause I know he's, he's critical <laughs> on Michael floor.
1: It, it also listen, man. I mean, I understand that there's been a big shift recently that like offensive line doesn't matter as much or like you don't need a top ranked offensive line, which is fine, but it still matters, man. And I've said before, it, there's a difference between reasoning and excuses, right? It's the jets are down to what their offensive tackle seven. Like they're it's It's ridiculous that this has happened. And however decent Nate Herbig has been filling in and he's been decent in spots, but you're really starting to see, see the cracks and a guy who's flown under the radar being really bad this year is Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern has not been good this year. And it all, I honestly believe it all starts there because offensive line will feed into the running game. Offensive line will give Zach more trust that he has more time in the pocket than he thinks. So I don't know how this offense will operate. You might start seeing LaFleur get in his bag like he did last year when they had a horrible offensive line. You had those throws across the field and the, the throwbacks to Zach and, and that stuff to try and trick defenses into 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 these unfortunate situations. But to answer the question, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think that LaFleur has shown enough in the past that he can mitigate some of those losses, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough ask, especially going against Buffalo this weekend.
0: And tying into that, jumping ahead a couple, do you see the run game trio of of Michael Carter, J-Rob, and Ty Johnson being good enough to really – he says carry the offense, really kind of offset the loss of Brees, which there's no price on a home run hitter. But <laughs> – um yeah, what's your thoughts on kind of and and maybe a bad week to evaluate and yeah. answer this question off of and, and it's only one week, right? Yes,
1: yeah, sim sema, sim, sim, whatever. S1, M S three, M A, whatever, sim, what if that's how you say it, whatever. I don't I think so. I think I think Robinson will give you enough. I don't think that they're looking at Robinson obviously as a as a home run threat every time he touches the ball, but if he gives you three and a half yards, four yards per carry. That's really all you need. You don't need more than that, right? What Brees Hall gave you was, or was starting to give you, was that home run threat. But right now, I just want first downs, man. That's all I want. Like, just give me first downs. And I think that Michael Carter and J-Rob, Ty Johnson less so. I'm not a Ty Johnson guy. I understand he gives you that speed element on the edge, but seeing him on third downs kills me. Like, I, I don't know what they see in Ty Johnson that I'm not seeing. And I understand that Michael Carter is not a good pass blocker, and he's not going to pick up the blitz. You saw that a few times. You saw that he, that a few times. He did times. one of the
0: worst attempted chop blocks I've ever oh seen. Oh, my God.
1: He, he, he did it a few times on Sunday, and it sucks because, like, his size and whatever. But I think it'll be good enough to give them what they're looking for. And losing a guy like Brees who is starting to come into his home and give you a different dimension on offense – but I think it'll be good enough. Not carry the offense, but give the offense what they need and, and some good, manageable third and twos, third and threes. That's really what you need.
0: It's not a question on here. Do you think we get Fant back at all? I know he Sala said we won't get Fant or Mitchell till at least after the bye.
1: I think Fant is playing the how much does my wallet weigh game right now. And I don't blame him for that. Because he's going he, he's going into free agency. He needs to be healthy, right? If he's not healthy, and it, then he's going to cost himself money. And I know he's been a team guy. He's been a team player. He said all the right things. But this, to me, is clearly a, he's taking extra, extra time to make sure he's 100% certain, sure. And I think the Jets are trying to do by, right by him to make sure he's in a good spot, which is bad for the offensive line overall, but right for the players. So I do think they get him back after the bye. We'll see.
0: It's worth noting on that people have criticized our medical staff a lot, especially going back to or how we handled Becton. People, there's people that blame our medical staff. Um, There's people going back to uh, Kalichi Mm Asimile, right? There are some some questions there, and I'm pretty sure it's a, a mostly different medical staff. But there are like doing right by the player does have long term. Benefits in terms of free agency Things yeah. like that so yeah. that, that is Important to note yeah Um, If JFM doesn't commit that penalty The roughing the passer are we Killing Zach Wilson this week
1: no Because it's an entirely Different game if you go into half 17 Three period
0: Game's probably over at that point it's probably
1: Over because then you can just unleash The hounds every play And with how Mid Mac looked it's it's a, it's a totally awful.
0: different game. He did he didn't even look mid. He he was bad. His 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 three interceptable balls were worse than Zach's interceptable balls, and I that's just, hard to do.
1: Yeah, I I just like I saw Mac, and and that game is entirely different. If if that penalty doesn't happen, and Zach's probably not doing as much. They try and get the run game going a little bit more. Different game, different game. So no, we we aren't killing Zach as much because I don't think he does as much in that second half.
0: All right, quick one. Young Herb, can I be comforted on how my important Esla's questions weren't asked, answered on the pod?
1: No, next.
0: <laughs> next, Ninja. We are obviously sticking with Zach for the rest of the year. What would you need to see to stand with him for next year?
1: Just eliminate the bonehead plays, man. If he if he's – listen, if Zach Wilson – is game manager. I consider that a win. If he's game manager when he's escaping the pocket a couple times a game to give you a shot downfield, I think that's a win. For me, and and he has, listen, the the interceptions that he had, like we said, I think they're fixable. I think it's coachable. It's a matter of is he going to take to that coaching? Is he going to play a boring brand of football when they need him to? So... I, I that's what I need to see from him. I, I'm fine with him if he just eliminates those plays, if he learns how to quit on a play or give up on a play, live to play another down. That's all I want to see from him. That's that's what I want to see from him the rest of the season. Just show, show me that floor because listen, he, here's the thing. If Zach Wilson shows you that floor of being Jimmy Garoppolo with a bigger arm, then it eliminates the need to go after Jimmy Garoppolo next year because that's the guy that He's going to be attached to the Jets nonstop Right it's the oh, guy yeah. that makes the most sense It's the guy that makes The seamless transition seemingly Right but if Zach gives you That floor of just being Jimmy Garoppolo Where he's throwing you know 18 of 24 For 190 210 yards Cool and not doing anything Overly crazy so that That's that's what I That's what I'm looking for I don't think they're going to be in position for a first round Quarterback next year and I in no no way in hell do I want to trade draft capital to move up to take a quarterback. Like I, I just don't think it's wise.
0: And I, I want to get off the rookie QB wild ride, man. Yeah, <laughs> I am yeah. So so, done with it. <laughs>
1: whatever. I, I I I that's. I think it's just a matter of he just has to make the smart plays and play a boring brand of football. That's that's literally it. That's literally it.
0: I, I think it it'll, it'll be very obvious when you see it. I think. Right if there's one thing that is kind of at the root, it's that pocket presence. He needs to not bail on clean pockets. And I think just in the, in the rephrasing, it's what do you need to not see from Zach? And and you touched it, right. You just need to not see that the stuff we saw on Sunday, really to to put it bluntly. Right. But all right, this is from our, our buddy Google. Uh, What is each of your biggest concerns with Zach long term? Do you think these issues are fixable? How does Zach compare to Sam at this point in his career? Do they share any strengths or weaknesses?
1: I think the difference between and listen, the Darnold thing is coming up way too much for my liking. I understand why because they're painfully on a similar arc right now right? where their pocket presence isn't great. A couple boneheaded throws, but Ultimately, I think for me, my biggest issue is, is he going to just tone it down? Is he going to stop rolling out of clean pockets and taking these deep shots where there's, it's a prayer ball. He threw on a Conklin in the end zone that if he catches that, that's one thing, but I don't want to see him scramble for 15 yards backwards, make a guy like it's exciting to watch, but if it's ultimately leading to nothing or it's leading to bad turnovers, then it's not doing you is the escapability means nothing, right? So my biggest concern right now is just to get him to buy into the offense and to and to read the easy throws that are there. Like that Garrett Wilson throw on the first play of the game. Just take those. That's that's it. That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, I mean pocket presence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it yeah. all day. Simple. Um yeah. and on Sam, right? I I don't think we're seeing the boneheaded like throw into quadruple coverage yeah. type plays that that we saw from Zach against New England last year, right? right. So I I think that's the big difference right now. Honestly, the biggest difference isn't even so much those two guys. The biggest difference is we have a good offensive play caller. And while the offensive lines are maybe getting closer to comparable than they, they probably should have been, we certainly have much, much better skill players, yeah. Which, which, and, and head coach, and just support system in general, right? Right. And, and you'll hear evaluators. I know, like a Jordan Palmer says it all the time. Teams fail quarterbacks more often than the other way around, and and you see that when you start seeing some of these guys emerge. Like like, look at Tua this year compared to the past two years. He finally gets some stability and and. And, and actual competence at the offensive play caller position, offensive coaching, they get him some weapons and he's a night and day QB. Right. Yep. So I, I, I think having that faith in our staff is important and I know there's some stuff where uh, Fitzpatrick w- was recently quoted about, Hey, how we handled the QB coach situation last year was coddling and that's where I, I understand why media forgot it but Greg Knapp did pass tragically last year in the middle of the offseason prior to OTAs that was a reactionary thing to try to bridge the gap and figure out our system we were still figuring out where Michael LaFleur was gonna was gonna be on the sideline in the booth that was just working through the youth of a young new coaching staff and I think we're good right I know. People, why isn't Mike LaFleur talking to Zach all the time? This and that. It's like, hey, he is. You see him on the MILF cam, mate. Mm. <laughs> He's talking to him all the time. <laughs> but you see Calabrese on the bench next to him in every single one of these highlights. Like, yeah. when they pan to him on the sideline, Calabresi's right there going through it. Yeah. They'll work through it, guys.
1: Listen, the thing about Sam, one, one last point on Sam before we move on. Sam was the king of throwing the WTF ball, right? How many times... like. And, and it's a matter of like with Zach, and I've said this before, when he threw the, his first game back, when he threw that interception to Jeff Smith, right? And I'm thinking, and you're watching, and you're like, I can understand where he's trying to throw the ball, what he's trying to do with the ball. Sam, I never understood, dude. Like, I could yeah. not, like, it's just like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, if there's four guys in that spot, you are not fitting that ball in there. It doesn't matter. So,
0: Hey, Tre- Trevor Lawrence has thrown thrown a couple of those this year yeah. at, at the goal line. And, yeah, yeah it, it's good not having those, certainly. Yeah. um, We want Minshew. No, we don't. <laughs> How much trust do you think the front office has in Zach? How much trust do you think? The team has in Zach.
1: I think that's a question. The first question, if I had to have a scale on one to ten, I think it's like a nine right now because I, I think that they're going to believe in him until the wheels fall off. Uh, I I just do. I and the funny thing is, like we were saying, well, some people were saying, if Zach Wilson fails, then Joe Douglas is fired. But I don't, I don't, I don't prescribe to that theory anymore
0: at all. Like, yeah, I'm. I, I think we're seeing enough where that's maybe not true.
1: No. No, it's not true. I don't think it's true at all. that so They built a roster that's... You can believe in this roster, and when injuries are not a thing, you can believe in the plan. Like, you see what the plan was. So, I, I think that they have a lot of trust in Zach. I think the team has enough trust in Zach that they they have him publicly, and you haven't seen... Like, even through the Elijah Moore stuff, Elijah Moore hasn't liked tweets saying Zach Wilson's a bum, right? Like, the thing about... the The quote that got everybody's attention was well, I don't have chemistry with Zach because he doesn't throw me the ball, which is like, you understand that, right? Like you, you get what he's saying. Like it's, it's a quote that you get, you know, he had a, he had an opportunity, several opportunities to trash Zach and he didn't, which I think is pretty telling.
0: And I know people are going, especially because we lost, people criticize us for not playing Elijah more. I I thought we did the right thing. And, and quite frankly, I, I don't, it doesn't it doesn't make the difference in the game either. No. We we outlined every way we lost that. Very few of them were our skill player our skill players didn't make plays. Yep. Which skill players making plays helps. But yep. moving on.
1: All right Vin's got a long one. So let's 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 uh cheese vid My goodness. Are
0: are you trading for so rapid fire yes or no? Do the Jets oh. trade for Lamar?
1: No, he's not going to be available.
0: Do the Jets acquire Dak Prescott?
1: No, because I think they're going to believe in Zach more than Dak.
0: Do the Jets acquire a journeyman? And I'd put Jimmy G and Brissette on totally different ends of the spectrum here.
1: I think think Jimmy G is the most likely of the options this offseason.
0: Do the Jets trade up to draft a QB in 2023?
1: No, I don't think that's Douglas' M.O.
0: Are the Jets sticking with Zach Wilson in 2023? Yes.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be the quarterback. Unless, listen, unless he looks like New England Zach the rest of the year, which I don't believe that's going to be the case, I think that he's going to be the quarterback next
0: year. Is Steff buying the box lunch? You better. <laughs> he owes us. So yes, So, that? All right. Last but not least, Puffy bringing up Man. the rear with another one. Uh, do you still believe after this big loss to the Patriots that we have a decent shot to beat them in new England?
1: Yes, I think so. I think going into this game, it's easy to, for me, it's, I don't want to rationalize it this way, but I think of it as the jets were way too hyped going into this game, right? You had the black helmets you had, you were riding on a four game win streak. I think that they wanted to be perfect in this game. And I think they pressed to be honest. That's, that's just the way I see. I think that they press in all phases. So, Going into New England, they won games on the road. They have to play a perfect game, right? Let's be honest. And they're coming out of a bye too, so they'll be refreshed. They'll be healthy, hopefully. I I do think that they can beat the Patriots again because this—I said it before—this is a better team. They are a better team, and if they get to Mac again like they did, I think they have a shot to win New England.
0: It's hard for me to see where the Patriots do anything necessarily better than they did this game right right they were flawless on special teams schematically on both offense and defense they they attacked our weakness weakness on offense and they took away our short passing and run game on defense they, and- they're they gonna employ the same strategy but it's hard for me to see them throwing additional wrinkles Outside of just being on the road in Foxborough.
1: And listen, let's be, let's be fair about the Patriots, right? Like we know that they, the jets are a better team, at least on paper right now. Right. The the score wasn't reflective of that. The game wasn't, but defensively, they're good. They have good quarterbacks. They they have a good secondary and we were gifted, gifted, no bar more up the middle. Right. And Judon was largely held in check. I mean, he, he was still eating guys, but he didn't get to the quarterback a lot. So I mean, two sacks in this game, and one was on a whiff. Michael Carter whiffed on pass, and another one was deep in their own territory. So it's like, you okay? That's fine. But... Bar-
0: Barmore does make a big difference. So that mm-hmm. I, I, I amend my statement. Barmore is the one thing that will change. Right,
1: <laughs> but like it's one of those things that if the Jets play their game again, but they play crisper, they play better in all phases. They can definitely win. I don't see why they can't. I don't should, see why they
0: can't. Should, should have won, frankly. Right. So. right. Ready? Let's do it, man. All you. All right.
1: (laughs) It's time to go around the league in roughly 60 seconds. And away we go. A Halloween-colored Monday night matchup, the Bengals were slashed by the Browns in a horror show, black, blue, and orange. After getting shellacked by the Cowboys, the Bears flip a two for chase. The thrill of the hunt is painful for big cat teams. The Dolphins outlast the Lions, the Falcons peck the Panthers in overtime, and the Broncos hack the Jags. Baltimore takes to the Bucs as Tom Brady's search for ring number eight costs him a much more important one. The Eagles ring the Steelers next. And speaking of ringing, Kyler Murray doesn't answer the call of duty as the Vikings top the Cardinals. The Titans stay on top of the AFC South with a win over the Texans. And Mark Davis stays on top of Josh McDaniels after Raiders shutout loss to the Saints. Ellinger, I barely know her and the Colts barely lose to the commanders 17 to 16. No barely in LA as the 49ers chance the Rams and the Bills send Rodgers on a trip to another loss on Sunday night football. On a trip out west, the Giants fall to Geno and the Hawks to wrap up a bad day for New York football. That was around the league in roughly 60 seconds.
0: Did, did you see the the Gino comment saying that was that was for Jerry Reese and yeah. whoever that whoever yeah. their yeah. coach McAdoo, was for, yeah. yeah, for for believing in yeah G, Gino, Gino post game quotes are next level this year man and yep. I, i'm here for it <laughs> yeah
1: i mean good for gino man cuz like i said i i never there was always a question of maturity with gino and whether or not he would have been up to the task of being a, a franchise quarterback and you're seeing that pettiness come through but he actually has an opportunity now right like he he blew out his acl with the giants he sits behind philip rivers in in los angeles then san diego right he gets his opportunity with with Seattle, and and he's making good on it. So, you know, it's he's been he's he's well traveled, man. I'm happy for Gino. I really am. I I have no issues with Gino. So, all right, Sliz, so it's time for this week's Geek of the Week, and it's a pretty obvious one given how Sunday's game played out.
0: And hey, clearly, honorable mention to Zach Wilson, but but it's going to be JFM. Yep, it's going to be JFM for the penalty. Not much else needs to be said.
1: Yep. Change the game, man.
0: Change the It really changed the whole change game. Changed the whole game.
1: You go into halftime up 17 to 3 on a, on a pick six. Like that changes the whole game. So. Uh, all right, so let's, let's take a look ahead. This is the flight plan uh, Buffalo week week 9. Simple question, man. Go ahead. Is there a chance? Is there a chance? Jets. I don't. I don't buy into Vegas odds. Like I hate Vegas. Whatever. Like Vegas exists to make money. Jets are thirteen and a half point underdogs this weekend at, at home. home, at home, at home. After watching Josh Allen this past weekend, I don't know, man. If if there's a way they're going to do it, it's because they're going to have to get to Josh somehow, and and they have the secondary to do it. But is there a chance?
0: No probably not <laughs> but but i do think it, so like even anticipating quite frankly getting getting run out of our building i do think there's fun and interesting things to watch for where again we'll we'll probably be in a negative game script we're probably gonna see zach throw it a lot mm-hmm. so that's I mean, you glean information from seeing Zach throw in a negative game script against a pretty good secondary, pretty good defense. Um, They'll be out their safeties. So potentially we attack up the middle again, right? With tight ends, deep shots, that sort of thing. Um, Maybe Trey White, probably not Trey White, but he was activated off IR for his practice window. So my guess would be probably not. I don't think they need him, but maybe. And then on the flip side, I think I mean the battle that everyone wants to see is how is Sauce going to hold up against Stefan Diggs and yep. and maybe they just put him on DJ Reed, but still, how did DJ Reed hold up? You want to see their passing game against our cornerback duo, and you hope that it's not just a, a Dawson Knox slash Isaiah McKenzie spam up the middle game mm-hmm. and just to, which it frankly they should and could and and they could move you know put digs in the slot and just absolutely cook us but you want to see that that battle outside and um you don't want to see the the battle of von miller over whoever is going to be blocking him because that's probably not going to go yeah. well but yeah. um i don't there, there's even even in what's probably going to be a bad loss there there is information and and things we will glean so yeah. that's you know, kind of my pre-cope take, but yeah, I, I think I th- there's there's interesting stuff to learn here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we even through the win streak, we said to ourselves if when they play Buffalo, that's a, probably a loss heading into the weekend, right? Heading into the bye week, so it's going to be incredibly difficult to sit here for two weeks with that loss on the brain especially coming out and then having to play New England after the bye but uh, there's always a chance. You never want to say there's no chance right, but hey. Josh it's, Allen has,
0: play, has put up some stinkers against yeah, us. So yeah, there, There's yeah. always a chance. Any given it's, Sunday. He had a stinker the, last year against the Jags where they put up six points. To turn
1: the ball over, man. That's going to be key. That's going to be key. Turn yeah. the ball over. And this is the, there's still four, four divisional games left. And I, I need sauce to get two more interceptions over those four divisional games for my prediction to come true. I don't predict things usually. So. We'll see. Might be a good hey, might be a good opportunity. Hey,
0: the Bills might actually throw at them, so you got that yeah. going for you. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Liz, Let's bring it in for a landing. This is the landing strip. I want to say, how is it November already, man? Like October <laughs> just fast. flew. October flew, bro. Hey, and that's and what I was... happens
0: when you're riding a winning streak, high, I <laughs> guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, October just flew. And I, you know, Halloween goes through. I didn't buy Halloween candy for my students because I'm, you know, a, a jerk, I guess, but whatever uh call of duty came out and and i just can't contain myself when it comes to call of duty like it's funny because i'm not a huge call of duty player anymore not like i was five or six years ago seven years ago whatever it is but it came out and i just had to go get it i played through the campaign already i beat the campaign it was kind of mid to be honest multiplayer seems fun though i'm planning to grind that a little bit more when i have time gotham knights came out and another game that I had no interest in getting until it actually hit shelves. And I'm like, all right, I'll play this. So I've been playing that. That's it's pretty good. I, I don't think the reviews are doing it justice. It's it's fun. I'm a huge Batman fan. So there's that, but uh, yeah, gaming gaming until that's it until Christmas when I get probably a new Pokemon and, and think uh, got, they uh, the got a war game coming out. So
0: yeah, this is, this is prime time for gaming, right? Yeah. Holiday colder, season. Games are coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good time of year for sure.
1: Yeah. Arts and crafts list. Tell me about arts and crafts. Why did you have me
0: put this on here? Cause my, my daughter's old enough now, or you know, she's all into arts and crafts, and we were doing some uh card. Bo- we, we went to Hobby Lobby, stocked up on a whole bunch of stuff. We are doing some arts and crafts with pipe cleaners. Made us made a ghost with cotton balls. Nice. Made a, a pumpkin. Made a spider with the pipe cleaners. But man elmer's glue sucks i forgot how much <laughs> elmer's like just classic like it gets everywhere glue man. is yeah. it is so yeah. bad and it doesn't it doesn't do anything man <laughs> yeah it gets it,
1: everywhere and like the top is really annoying because yeah. then like the glue will stick in the top where you know and then you try and turn it but you get it on your thing it's just like yeah. oof, that, that's the only
0: thing it actually glues is the top <laughs> closed and yeah <laughs> It's brutal, man, and and we've got got some more news. I know we we shared we we're having twins. Here we go. Got more girls coming, man. Oh my all god! Girls, all girls, man. Twin
1: <laughs> girls.
0: Yep. Yeah. So
1: I mean, yeah. I don't want to say yikes, list because that gives off the wrong impression. But yikes.
0: Hey, hey. Just just letting you know if if you need to uh, need to get me a Christmas gift, I'm i, 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 I put a uh, a shotgun on my amazon amazon <laughs> wish list i have dealt with enough of these of enough of these zoomers on jets discord to know i gotta keep one handy man uh y- you guys listening you know who you are but,
1: uh... leave brody man alone brody man is a saint
0: brody's one of the good ones Shut brody up.
1: man is a saint brody man fireball herb even herb whoa, like whoa, i'm whoa, throwing herb in there. Fire, oh, yeah Fire I mean, maybe the-
0: Let's not go too far. Let's yeah. not go too far. Brody Man is a
1: saint. Fire <laughs> blast is another one. Love me some. Love me some fire blast. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so, I, I understand.
1: Yeah, it's not the ones. It's not the ones in the box. It's the ones who are in uh, football. It's the ones who are yeah. in, in football. So,
0: so kind of a bummer. I I, I told my brother you know, once we found we had twins. I was like, hey, if they're girls, it's on you to keep the the family name going. So, <laughs> you know, bro, it's it's fully on you now because. Yeah. Three girls. That's a, that's a full on girl gang. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for the, so her it'll, old dad, it'll man. be good. I already got, I already got my, my oldest high five and cheer. She, she might've, she might've accidentally rooted when, or cheered when Nick full kicked a, a, a field goal. Cause she saw it go through the uprights, uh-huh. but I, I, I gave her a pass cause she's like already learning like, mm. you know, field goals are, that's a good thing when it goes through the posts, but don't tell anyone. A but... hey,
1: former jet great too. So Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. She's
0: man. Recognizing greatness. That's all.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel. Uh, obviously, you guys already found us, but you can continue to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a five-star review where applicable, I'd really appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter at Jet Fuel Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Sliz, where can the people find you?
0: At sliz underscore nyj
1: as always you can send us an email at jet fuel discord podcast at gmail.com and sliz where can the people engage with all the zoomers
0: discord.gg slash ny jets and man if you want to talk jets football after a loss is where you will see you will see takes yeah, I'm sure you have takes. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to jet, Jets related podcast content, you probably have plenty of your own takes. So come share and we'll talk through them.
1: I'm just I'm just glad that analytics has the analytics channel has has largely remained unscathed from the takes. So yeah, hopefully we now. can keep that going. Yeah, hopefully we can get that going. Ah, so that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel. For Matt Szilard, I am Joe Rivera. Reminding you, you can't take flight without jet fuel.